This is Financial Detox, helping you retire with confidence. Featuring Jason Labrum, certified financial planner and founder of IDA Wealth, intelligence-driven advisors. For over 20 years, Jason has shown people how to steer clear of toxic advice, achieve financial peace of mind, and manage their wealth for maximum impact. Join Jason and co-host Alex Klingensmith as they simplify the complex, share industry secrets, and provide proven strategies designed to take you from financial insecurity to financial independence. This is Financial Detox. Hello and welcome to Financial Detox. This is Jason Labor and we have an exciting show for you this week. We have Gabe Gabriel Katzner in the studio. We call him Gabe, but he introduces himself as Gabriel and then he calls himself Gabe. So we're going to see if you can keep up with that. We have also Alex Klingensmith as always in the studio, uh, co-hosting with me here for Financial Detox. Look, the agenda of Financial Detox is to help you avoid toxic advice, cleanse your mind of the constant toxicity that uh, infiltrates us as investors and individuals, whether it's uh, putting your portfolio together, your financial plan, insurance planning, estate planning, any of those things. And so today what we wanted to do is bring you a very special guest who does um, estate planning here in the Carlsbad North County area and all over San Diego. Phenomenal guy. I met him, like him personally, hung out with him. In fact, we're talking about maybe playing some poker uh, this week and having some fun with friends. But anyway, uh, welcome to the show, Gabe. Good to have you, man. Thanks for having me, Jason. Thanks for having me, Alex. I, I really do appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, it's uh, going to be fun. You're welcome. I think it will be. Um, so this will start out a drop dry as yeah. uh, a lot of legal topics oh, to yeah, do. Here and then we go. we'll, uh, we'll get into on. some more, on, more exciting. Yeah. Hey, we've, bo- we've, we've bored some people seriously but hey check <laughs> check this out before we dive into it if you want to get a hold of us give us a call at 877-707-8889 one more time that's 877-707-8889 we can uh, we'll give you gabriel's contact information gabe's contact information here see now i'm even confused i'm saying Gabriel. <laughs> Gabe. don't worry uh, we'll give you the contact information here uh for him directly too but as always you could just uh find him right through us at financialdetox.com all right so lay it down for us man there's a lot of things going on in the estate planning world, some potential changes. I've heard about these changes between the AB trust and how the AB trust is not relevant anymore because of portability. There's also uh, new things coming with the Pension Act that is going to change um, potentially the stretch IRA and stretch Roth. So mm-hmm. I think you're going to dive into all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, get, get us updated I, I, so that our listeners are the smartest people in San Diego when it comes to personal finances. Absolutely. I, I hope this is educational um, through and through and really helps your, you know, every listener make, you know, informed financial decisions. So what I want to spend the t- our time talking about today is what's uh, commonly referred to as the SECURE Act. Um, so on May 23rd of this year, the uh, U.S. House of Representatives passed um, what is known as uh, legally H.R. 1994. Oh, wow. Plain English, the SECURE Act, otherwise uh, known as Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act of 2019. Now, this was overwhelmingly passed by the House, uh, 417 votes in favor, three against. The SECURE Act that's now sitting in the Senate, where a nearly identical bill, known as the Retirement Enhancement Savings Act, is currently pending. Now it's hung up for some uh, logistical, political-type maneuvering, but it is, um, you know, 
it has overwhelming bipartisan support, and most experts believe it's going to pass, maybe with some minor tweaks here or there, but this year, uh, possibly as early as October. So, And bipartisan is an interesting word. I didn't know that that word still existed. You mean <laughs> you can put a Republican and a Democrat together, and they can actually be friendly and Appar- nice to each other? Except for these three people who are uh, in the House. Oh, who, who so there's three buttheads in there who need to be kicked out, but basically that's cool to hear, all right? This is positive hold news. On, hold on, wait, wait for the punchline, though. So what does all that actually mean in simple English? What are, yeah. they, what are they agreeing on? Exactly. Yeah, what point. is the SECURE Act? And how what bad are us taxpayers going to get shafted? Oh, wait, <laughs> this is going to be always, awesome. Always a little bit. So the SECURE Act, uh, it's a far-reaching bill that, you know, what is it fundamentally? It's including provisions aimed at increasing the access to tax-advantaged retirement accounts and also fundamentally preventing, attempting to prevent older Americans from outliving their assets, right? Something that you hear in the news a lot. People are living longer, longevity being a great thing, but uh, savings, retirement accounts not being what they should be. So it's certainly a good thing in that the SECURE Act is going to make it easier for small business owners to set up retirement plans for their employees, be less expensive, easier to administer than what currently exists. How? How are they going to do that? They're just making the requirements to have these structure to, to be able to put in place an employee's uh, an employer sponsored retirement plan easier to deal with. Okay. So again, that's a little that's more. Cool. That nuts, good it's so it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a yeah. good thing. It's a little more nuts and bolts than what we'll get into. Um, uh, it doesn't really impact your day to day finances, so to speak. Now, you know, also they'll have you know, part-time workers will be eligible to participate in these plans. The government is really, really trying, and I think doing a good job with, with their top-line goal of incentivizing and making it easier for people to save for retirement. Um, but with the good, often comes the bad. And, you know, there are certainly, as I'm touching on, some minor beneficial changes to the law. There is one absolutely massive harmful change that my goal is to spend most of my time talking about today. So just quickly, minor beneficial changes. Um, they're going to increase the beginning date for when someone has to begin taking what is known as required minimum yeah. distributions. So pretty widely known um, that you have to begin taking money of, out of your retirement accounts at 70 and a half. Right. Um, stretching this age, they're going to change the age to 72. So pushing that age out a year and a half allows for your dollars in your retirement accounts to grow tax deferred for an extra 18 months. So certainly a good thing. They're also going to repeal the maximum age for the contributions for traditional IRAs, which also are 70 and a half, so that'll be repealed. And there'll be some additional exceptions for taking money out of your retirement accounts without penalties. Well, all that sounds great. Right. Why am I here? Why are we talking about this yeah. if it's all good? Well, there's a really terrible, well, I don't want to call it terrible, but a massive yeah. uh, negative implication yep. to all of this. And that is that this stuff needs to be paid for. And th- right now, uh, well, what's going to happen under the new law, it's going to require most beneficiaries, so your common beneficiaries we'll talk about, to withdraw their inherited account balances within 10 years of the account owner's death. So let's take a half a step back. Currently, the current law, pre-Secure Act, there are what are known as life expectancy rules, which basically means when an account owner dies, a non-spouse beneficiary can stretch these RMDs, these required minimum distributions, over their life expectancy. So the RMDs come out of the retirement account, income right. taxes get paid. Which is amazing. Well, maybe the best, one of the best Roth uh, or best estate planning tools I've ever seen is if you have a Roth and you build that Roth account up over time, whether it's contributions to your 401k, as the law currently stands, you pass on your 
your heirs, your son, your child could get that Roth and take distributions over their life based on their life expectancy, thus maintaining that tax-free growth throughout another whole generation, which is a phenomenal, and you're saying that's going to go away. Exactly. Exactly. Well, not just the Roth, but like even the if IRA. it was traditional IRA money, you know, you inherit. Well, even worse than it. Sorry, even that's worse a, than a traditional, right? Well, it's it's much worse because then after ten years, it accelerates to 100 percent of the withdrawal at that point. Yeah, that was fully. What you're absolutely, absolutely. It's all going to come like out in one our, fell swoop. We show our clients how they're if they inherit like let's say a half a million dollar IRA upon the their, their parents mm-hmm. passing away. Yeah. That half a million could turn into, let's say they have 30 years left of their life at that point. A lot. Could turn into millions of dollars. Of and now there's no, That's not possible. Well, I mean, it this. could still could if they take it out, pay the tax, and then invest it wisely. But the point is, it's going to be cut by some number for the taxes. Can you wait till the 10th year and pull that money out, Gabe? Or well, you, no, there's R, there's going to be RMDs each year. Each year, but and it then, has to be depleted by 10. So the RMDs are basically a 10-year life expectancy. Exactly, RMDs exactly. Schedule. It's as, it's oh, as, it's as if every beneficiary is only going to live for 10 years. Wow. So, so they're going to redo the table the table's gonna yeah it's just gonna have 10 years and then in that 10th year whatever the difference whatever the difference left over you know it all comes out in one fell swoop we gotta oh, go we break. gotta take a break so i know, hey, I know we're, i'm learning so much well, like, well, oh, we're, we're coming back to you live we got uh, we're talking about all this uh, new potential estate uh tax law changes and so stay tuned we'll be right back in just a moment Okay, welcome back. It's Financial Detox. It's Jason Labor, and we have Gabe Katzner in here, who is a in this in here in here. What's here? Here's the studio. Where are IDA. <laughs> Where are we? Um, Alex Klingen Smith and I, as usual, and also with special guest today, Gabe Katzner. And we're talking about estate planning, and we're talking about specifically the new changes. Gabe's doing a great job going through um, all of the different reiterations. Uh, and if you have further questions or you want to see how this impacts your financial plan. We invite you to give us a call at 877-707-8889. That's eight. That's uh, what was the number again? Whatever. <laughs> that's the number. 877-707. I'm having a hard one today. 8889. All right. So anyway, give us a call and we'll help uh, see how this affects you and your financial plan. And Gabe can take um, your estate plan and your trust and make sure it's set up to appropriately manage this the way you want. It's time to start paying attention to this stuff. So uh, you're on board. All right, Gabe. So take it away. You're yeah. in the middle of telling us. So basically we're going to have to give our inherited IRAs. Uh, we're going to have to pay full tax on them within 10 years. It's a 10 year rule. No more life expectancy, stretch IRAs. That whole thing is done. Absolutely. And I want to, I want to, you know, look, economics of course are, are uber important, right? It's, what we're doing here, right? right? Fundamentally, but I think there's something that scares me even more than the dollars. Oh, um, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm just a fear monger. I'm, I'm sorry, scared. I'm sorry. It's I'm not scared. my Gabe's not a fear monger. So not if my he's scared. We should pay attention. Yeah. All right, pay attention. Well, the loss in tax deferred dollars are bad enough, but many estate planners, right, have included what are referred to as conduit provisions in their clients' existing living trust to ensure that their trust qualifies as what's known as a designated beneficiary yeah. of a retirement account. Again. Plain English. A What's con- it called one more time? A conduit? Con- yeah, that's what I want. Like a check. bypass provision kind of? Is that Kind of, sort of. So okay. a conduit trust or mechanisms in a trust, that's the beneficiary of a retirement account, pursuant to which the RMDs flow through the trust and get paid out based on a beneficiary's life expectancy. What's the point of doing this, right? Why are these ubiquitous, as you'll see? Well, with such a structure in place, the RMDs are passed on to the trust beneficiary, your child, your grandchild, whomever, using their life expectancy and taxed as income to that beneficiary. 
beneficiary. So again, what we've talked about, my own children being very young, they would get retirement account, would pay out the RMDs over 65 or 70 years, all's well with the world. There are literally hundreds of thousands of these conduit trusts floating out there, and they did work pretty well under the old rules. The benefit of conduit trusts and why they are as ubiquitous as they are is that when a conduit trust is used, the RMDs are certainly subject to creditor claims, but the undistributed account balance is protected from creditors, predators, divorcing spouses, bad choices made by a young beneficiary. Um, Supreme Court case of a few years ago, Clark v. Ramaker, for anyone out there who uh, cares to know, um, declared that inherited IRAs have zero asset protection in a bankruptcy proceeding. So they are not an asset protected structure as you would think of your own 401k. What is the problem with a conduit trust? And this is something we've talked about, uh, we've been touching on already. Uh, Under the SECURE Act, the conduit trusts are effectively going to be worthless after 10 years, as the retirement account balance must then be paid directly to the trust beneficiary. And this is true whether or not the beneficiaries are stable adults who have their head on their shoulders, or those with any sort of issues, or just people who are too young um, to manage things. Now again, few exceptions, spouses, minor children until they reach the age of majority, etc. Now, That being said, um, the Senate's Act, they're thinking of allowing a stretch for about 450K, and then the rest of it would have to come out within five years. So who knows where all of this is going to shake out. So so how do I know if my trust is a conduit trust or not? How, How can our listeners figure that out? Yeah, I mean, I think it's something that you can look at the trust, but you're certainly going to want to reach out to the um, estate planning lawyer who drafted it for you. Again, I'm here to educate. I'm not pitching for business. What are we doing on my trust personally? Because I know we were talking the other day about my trust (laughs) and and we were talking about uh, protecting my boys from... um, you know, creditors or whatnot, yeah. and even and IRAs and my 401k yeah. and all that kind of stuff. What are we doing now? Well, I'm that you're going to get there. Yeah, I'm getting there right okay, now. Cool. Uh, and it's almost like a, you set me up for a softball. Oh, there, man, so. I just pitched it to him. All soft. <laughs> He's going to crush this one. So, so what we are we doing everything on this show, Gabe. So yeah, it would stage. be nice. Right? Yeah, there's no, totally there's no natural. <laughs> yeah. So we got a minute and a half before we got to hit the break. So let's yeah, see what let's you say here and then we can come back and wrap it up. Absolutely. So what we're doing for you, what we've been actually doing for our clients for a decade, um, or what are known as accumulation trusts, oh, I like this which are kind of sort of what they sound like, right? Um, an accumulation trust is a trust that's structured in such a way that the RMDs, those distributions, can accumulate inside of the trust as opposed to simply paying out a massive amount of money to the beneficiary in that 10th trigger year via a conduit, a pass-through mechanism. Right. Now, worth noting, there are certainly going to be um, some potential income tax trade-offs with this approach. Trusts have a compressed tax rate, right? right? So you hit the highest trust tax rate um, sooner than you would as an individual. But, you know, a few dollars in taxes is for most clients, you know, I like to say a small price to pay uh, post their passing to avoid creating young adult multimillionaires who are simply in no position to handle finances otherwise. Most clients, especially those who have parents, especially parents, whether young or even older children, say, you know, the the, the tax hit is a small price to pay for the money not 
causing more harm than good, not right. being lost to a divorcing spouse, yeah, all so on stuff. and so, so on. So it. there's okay. certainly a trade-off here. We are detoxifying your estate plan today because it is time. There are some serious tax law and estate law changes taking place and about to be locked into law. And so you want to pay attention to this. It's going to be really good for you. And it is a lot of information. I Even I'm bewildered, but we did celebrate our 10th. <laughs> we even did celebrate our 10th year anniversary last night. So it may be... Uh, there may be a wine bewildering fog that's ha- hanging in this room. What about you? That was Alex? fun, man. Congratulations. That was fun. Yeah, congratulations. congratulations to you too, bud. This is awesome. That's, that says a lot about you guys. You're an owner of this bad boy too. So when I first met Jason, he took me to this steakhouse over here in Carlsbad. It's called Hunter yeah. Steakhouse. Or yeah, maybe? it's a it's a throwback steakhouse, and that's where we did. It was a sentimental oh, nice. dinner last night with um with a lot of the crew. I mean, what a crew! Some people yeah, from the beginning were uh, there. Your dad came down. Jordy came up. It was cool. What a crew! Yeah, yeah. You I guys just, run a financial practice, but it, it's 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 a family focused one. You certainly oh, can man, tell that. It's so fun. We're, we got such good people. Just love yeah, them all. Great team. Um, so here we are. All right, Gabe. We were talking a little bit at the break about kind of Roth conversions, and we unfortunately this shows thirty minutes. We could probably take this for <laughs> three hours, but look here we're here for you right give us a call at 877-707-8889 you can check us out at financialdetox.com we can put you in touch with gabe because we give our contact information so often that's easy but gabe um at the end we'll have you give your contact information too um roth conversions what i mean so i mean we've got some a lot of stuff going on here what Tell me about Roth conversions, though, and what you were talking about, because that's... Yeah, I I want to talk a little bit about just how how do we recapture this economic hit, right? Mm -hmm. This loss of tax deferment, right? How do we start making up those dollars? And I think with a lot of, like a lot of things, um, I'm a big fan of hypotheticals. So let's just play through a little hypothetical to explain how a Roth conversion can work. Uh, Let's assume my client's a widow uh, in her 60s, great health, and a professional of some sort. Uh, Let's call it about $3 million in an IRA, and she has one adult child. Okay. Um, if we can do Roth conversions, right, slowly but surely over, say, a 20-year period, we can spread that tax hit over many, many tax bracket years, thereby each year being a smaller hit. Um, whereas, As opposed to it being a 10-year hit. Exactly. Where you, right. Next, you, you, another softball. Another softball. Uh, if we wait until <laughs> mom dies and it's all going to pass to the daughter, we only have 10 years of tax brackets to spread the money over. Now, I certainly don't want to step on your shoes, uh, but you know the financial advisor shoes, but some things to think about for the listeners when it comes to Roth conversions. Just think about, can you obtain a tax rate differential, as we like to call it? Get a lower tax bracket hit today by converting currently, paying taxes on those converted dollars versus what the tax hit will be for future RMD years. Um, do you have outside money to pay those taxes? Right. right. Liquidity is certainly something you have to think about. Uh, and if you don't need the money to live on, it certainly is going to beg in this day and age for Roth conversions. Now, a little tougher here in California, um, but there's also the idea, you know, maybe listeners from out of state could take advantage of this. If you live in, say, Nevada or Florida, and your daughter lives in the beneficiary of the retirement accounts in this hypothetical, lives in, say, California, New York City, um, it makes sense to do the Roth conversions because you're not going to get a state income tax hit in Nevada or Florida where beneficiary would have to pay those state income tax hits yep. or would have to absorb that state income tax big hit deal. when they receive it. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a really big deal for out-of-state clients. We have a lot of out-of-state clients because we have a great okay. office in Texas. We have a great oh. office in Scottsdale. 
still. Yeah, two perfect so, example states. Exactly. Arizona being a little lower tax than California, not quite, quite tax-free, but still. Texas being fantastic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> In that regard. Um, and then, you know, again, how, how are we uh, Are we pushing up against that? No, we're good. We got some time. What else you got? Perfect. Because we so, want to be the, yeah. the most financially detoxified estate listeners, radio show listeners in the world. Perfect. So a couple other ideas here in terms <laughs> of uh, uh, t- taking, you know, recouping some of those tax dollars. Um, a lot of your, a lot of listeners probably have grandchildren, and let's pretend you have uh, seven grandchildren. What we could do is set up what's referred to as a multi generational spray trust. So, and again, estate planning lawyers love to name things what yep. they sound like. What we're going to do is spray the money around to each of those seven grandchildren. Um, each of them will take a smaller tax hit because they're each getting less dollars by spreading these dollars around multiple individuals' tax brackets. Um, each of them has less income, less of a tax hit. Now, yep. Beyond the scope of this podcast, what anyone wants to hear, but it's helpful if they're beyond kitty tax age, just because right. of how the kitty tax works. What under, age is that? Uh, 21 under yeah. federal law. Okay. Um, it? We talked about state income tax savings. Oh, another thing that's become or, or structure that's becoming uh, well talked about, so to speak, in the, in the circles I run in is uh, relocating those IRA assets. So take money out of your retirement account during your life. And use those dollars to buy something that avoids um, estate and several types of income tax, and that's uh, buying life insurance inside of a life insurance trust. Yeah. Now, for economic reasons, and again, don't want to pretend to be too much of an insurance professional, but you'll typically use what's known as a second-to-die policy. Economics are simply better. And what you're essentially going to do is create an irrevocable life insurance trust yeah. that'll purchase life insurance policies. You'll take the... Uh, Assets out of the IRA, pay tax on those. They will then sit inside of this asset-protected yep. um, estate tax avoidance vehicle. And we hope that the rate at which they grow, right, an insurance professional could show you the math, um, is going to exceed the tax hit you took taking them out. And then upon your death, assuming you jump through some hoops during your life, those assets do not count um, as part of your estate. Right. And they also disappear. pass on tax-free because Correct. the life insurance proceeds are tax-free. So if you can get something like a 4 or 5% compound rate of return in that insurance vehicle, you are now getting a tax-free 4 or 5% rate of return and the taxable equivalent yield on that is 8 or 9. All of a sudden, this is looking pretty good, especially if it's backed by some guarantees in the insurance policy. But here's a question for you. You, you mentioned estate tax. And aren't we at 5.5 million in portability now? So we're 11 million Even, yeah. per couple. Even so. higher, 11.4 million under under current law per right. person. Um, doubling that uh, with the idea of portability. Yeah. Assuming there's not a remarriage situation. So right. um, the estate tax component is is secondary. You know, okay. bottom line as 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 we I think are running a little short. Yep. You know, the income tax aspects are certainly important. Uh, we should keep an eye on. I believe the fundamental reason that most people come and do trust based planning, and that's to protect our benefits beneficiaries, most often our children, from all the downside that comes along with great wealth when they're otherwise unable to handle it. Um, Accumulation trusts certainly address this issue. I think that's the first and fundamental approach. And, you know, with the SECURE Act, they're going to play a vitally important role in in a sophisticated modern estate plan. I love it. And if you think back to a couple shows ago we did, which you can look up on any podcast player, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever it is, you can see um, or hear a show uh, with us talking about intergenerational planning. And this would be a great uh, type of... Uh, thing to do is bring in either your or if you don't have a great estate planning attorney, we bring in Gabe as we facilitate a multi-generational 
uh, family conversation that typically is a couple hours on one end, a, a lunch and a couple hours on the other end to help you create your family vision and mission around wealth and what you're trying to do. So fun. So check us out again at financialdetox.com. You can learn more about that. Uh, Gabe, thanks for being here, man. We ran a little long, yeah, but you. it was totally no, worth it. Yeah, I can tell your brain is like just swelling with information. <laughs> so take us up on uh, getting in touch with Gabe and he'll have a conversation with you and see what you need. Gabe, do you want to give your contact info real yeah, quick? Absolutely. Yeah. For listeners of your podcast, just reach out to me directly. I think that's uh, appropriate under these circumstances. Yeah. Gabriel, G-A-B-R-I-E-L at Katzner, K-A-T-Z-N-E-R, Law Group, L-A-W-G-R-O-U-P.com, or give us a call, 760-407-6653. Thanks for being a listener to Financial Detox. Get cleansed and let's uh, make this happen for you. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. To learn more about Financial Detox and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and resources, visit financialdetox.com. Call Jason and the team at Intelligence Driven Advisors. If you're ready for Financial Detox and a better tomorrow, call 877-707-8889. Get answers to your questions. That's 877-707-8889. That's financialdetox.com for podcasts and information. And if you like what you've heard, be sure to hit the subscribe button. That way, you'll be notified about upcoming podcasts. You'll take one more step toward financial peace of mind. This content is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any types of securities. Mr. Labram and intelligence-driven advisors are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of information provided in this program and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Mr. Labram and his guests as of the date of the show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements or forecasts are based on assumptions and actual results may vary from any such statements or forecasts. No reliance should be placed on any statements or forecasts when making an investment decision. Accordingly, listeners should not rely solely on information provided today in making any investment decision. There is a risk of loss investing in securities, including the risk of loss of principal. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will be profitable or suitable for particular investors' financial situation or risk tolerance. Asset allocation and portfolio diversification cannot assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses.